0: Welcome to Be by Design, a podcast about unlocking the inner code to the person you were designed to be. The code that you can apply to your way of being, your decision making, and your clarity about what you think and how you feel. Each week, we'll discuss a new level of human design and piece by piece, uncover the person you were designed to be and the life you were designed to lead. Join me as we lay out the roadmap through life where you get to be your own hero. Buckle up for the ride of a lifetime to discover true understanding of the person you were meant to be. You get to be in control of your runaway Mustang whenever that happens, remembering you've always got the reins. I'm your host, Britia Kabechka. Let's ride. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Be by Design. Today, I have an extremely special guest. Um, It wasn't planned, but very special guest. So, can you please introduce yourself to the podcast? My name is Conway Kalexka, and uh, I forgot what I was going to say. That's great. That's great. Thank you for being here with us today, Conway. Thank you for being here. Can you tell them how old you are? I'm seven years old. No, you're not. I'm six years old. And uh, um, our elf, uh, we have an elf. And uh, his name is Friend Elf, like, because it's joy and happiness on Christmas. Okay. And we have a Christmas. I can't hear you with your hands in your face. And yeah, I thought you have to say, the bye bye. Okay, so you are a manifesting generator with <laughs> <laughs> with the solar plexus uh authority correct yeah okay can you tell them that? <laughs> he's watching himself in the video can you tell them what you do um what helps you when you have really big emotions what do we use my butt and my crystals Okay, I'm going uh, yes. to excuse you from the podcast today. Okay, not my butt, but my good. Uh huh. And those help you calm when you have really big um, emotions. Yeah. right? and butt. Okay, get out of here. All right. Bye. Conway will come join us again later. You got me the morning. Okay, go. Um but today's episode I am going to use him and his chart so I will basically be giving you a reading of my own son. Um this isn't what I had planned today but I thought it would be fun to do and share and that I uh figured he wasn't going to be a great podcast <laughs> guest um uh, because he is a manifesting generator and he cannot stay focused well he's also six. um So he cannot stay focused for that long. Okay, so um, that's what we're gonna do today is look at his chart. And I'm going to share some parenting, not advice, but I'm going to share how um, human design can help you as a parent. So for me, really the whole thing is to embrace the uniqueness of your child. And it's got to be clear to you that this is a question of consciousness, really. So um, I'll give you some techniques. We're going to go through some things that we can can look at. Um, but as Ra says, the person who created human design, it's really that you have to grasp that this is about consciousness. It's about being aware. And it's about seeing that the moment that you have the gift, which all of this is a gift to be able to see the design of your children, your friends, children, your grandchildren, whatever it may be that in that gift of being able to see them, you can give them something very special in return. You are able to give them guidance that will enrich the rest of their lives, and will allow them to stay within themselves despite what the world around them is. And this is what it's all about. Those are the actual words of the Creator of Human Design, and that is what I want to share with you today. Um, it's about the benefits of understanding not only your own Human Design, but also the design of of your children, and embracing their uniqueness. Um, in all that this world is throwing at them. So um, I am not a parent coach. I am not a perfect parent by any means. I am still learning how to embrace my own uniquenesses and my own design, as well as embracing my children's different and unique designs. So I am still learning through all of this as well. But what I do know is how beneficial knowing their design has been in my life, as well as other clients and friends that I have helped um, look at their children's designs. So it is really such a benefit. Um, And the earlier we can start with kids before they get conditioned the way that we have been throughout life, the better off you are. If you have teenagers, it's not too late, but the younger your kids are, the more you can start to embrace this and leave out that conditioning. So when we're able to kind of live this authenticity, right, that it is our design. And when we have a greater understanding that supports this process, right, it's with this knowledge that we can reach future generations. And we can literally change the frequency of this planet because That's what we need right now. We need to change the frequency of the planet. And we're doing that one person at a time. And it starts with us. It starts with um, knowing ourselves and being the best person that we can be. And it's also about the trickle down effect of the way that we teach and show and lead our children through the same thing. So one person at a time. Human design really empowers our children to make choices that are true to who they are. It's not about us anymore, Um, it's about who they are. Uh, We take away the conditioning of what we've been through in life. And when we're able to treat our children really according to their design, it creates this parent-child relationship of of trust and lightness. Um, And really, that's what I strive for as a parent myself. Um, I've read parenting books and I try so hard the gentle parenting, but really what it boils down to is if I'm in alignment and if I'm honoring the things that I need in order to be the best parent for them, as well as understanding their designs and what they need as humans and as children learning and growing. So with this, like we no longer, parents are no longer seen as the authority, right? But as engaging mentors that we're here to provide a safe environment where our children can evolve and grow into the person that they are meant to be, right? Because they're born with this design. They're born with this knowing of who they are and what they're here to do. And it's through the conditioning of us and of their grandparents, and of their teachers, and of the people that they're around the most, um, you know, that's where we change them. So giving children the freedom to really be their own authority and start trusting their bodies from an early age, it seems scary at first, because we're, society tells us that we're the boss, right? Like, we're supposed to create this this human and and this and that. And I'm not saying that there aren't rules or anything like that. We have to do, you know, what we have to do to keep our kids safe. But this allows us as parents to really guide our children to become themselves, no more, no less, just themselves. And that is what the world needs more of. It's being you and not taking on other people's shit and not trying to be something that you're not. So, Human design really shows what your child is here for, what avenues of life are going to be their strengths and capabilities, and for you as a parent, or um, you know, if you're a grandparent, even listening to this, it helps you understand the functions in your in in life that your children are here to express. So, rather than seeing something wrong with a child who might be lazy or super emotional or whatever it might be as a parent, you can really embrace their differences and celebrate it. And when we're here to, you know, fulfill our purpose um, that you're different than other people. And so there's nine center humans, you know, they're vastly different. We are vastly different from each other, me and my son. Um, but we also can equal each other out in beautiful ways. So, really being able to see your child for what and who they are is the first step in transcending the limitations contemporary culture really places on you and your parenting. So I want to first point out, I talked about, um, that he's a solar plexus manifesting generator. He's a two five. Um, And I want to talk about manifesting generator kids in particular today, as well as those with emotional authority, because that's what, that's what he is. So the first part that, um, I was excited to know about him is that he was a solar plexus or emotional authority. And for me, I noticed from very early on that he was very emotional and he doesn't always know how to deal with those emotions. So, as he told you, um, we do play with crystals, and and for him that helps the wave. It helps him ride the wave. We find we found something that was not harmful, not crazy, that he could rely on um, to bring back his energy. And for solar plexus children, there is no truth in the now. It he's constantly riding waves of emotions and you get the subjective view of that place in their wave. So he goes up and he goes down. And if I ask him when he's up, the answer is going to be up. When I ask him, when he's down, the answer is going to be down. So we, as parents need to learn to have patience with them as they ride these waves, especially for me. um, Um, My son and my husband are both emotional authorities. My daughter and I are both open solar plexus, open emotions. So we are able to take on their emotions. Um, So on on the flip side there, we have to learn how to handle what is ours and what is not ours. But as parents um, with an emotional solar plexus child, you have to learn to have patience with them. We have to help them really grasp time because time is going to be their greatest ally waiting out the wave over time is going to help them find that clarity. So remember, there's no certainty there's never going to be like absolute um, there's never going to be an absolute certainty it's only going to be clarity of I see things clearly, and this is what I see so asking um, children multiple questions. When they're high or low, like I mentioned, like if I ask him when he's in a low phase of like what he wants for his birthday, he may have one answer. But if I ask him the next day, when he's like up high or he saw something on TV that elicited an emotion, then that's gonna be what he wants. So we must understand that they take things um, they take things in very deeply, but they're not always able to existentialize things very easily. So teaching them that they don't have to make decisions in the moment, that they can kind of feel it out. They can await it out. They can take their time in making decisions. That is huge for children with the solar plexus emotion center. Um, So that is something that I try to do as a parent um, and help him through his emotional waves, recognizing when he may be in the midst of a wave um, that that is normal for him that that is completely normal for him and that's all we could do just wait it out we teach him balance we teach him that this isn't going to last forever um he can go from the highest highs to the lowest of lows so that was the first thing i wanted to point out and now i want to talk a little bit about um the manifesting generator kids in general and they're similar to generator kids in that they have a sacral response So they have the, the sacral energy, right? Um, the sacral is all about this workforce and life force energy and asking your kids yes or no questions can really help them understand what their gut is saying. Um, this high or low energy and giving them options, you know, will only confuse their sacral. So the difference here between like the generator and managing is that there are some different nuances that really make them special. And they're here to bring this energy to the world while pure generator, which is my daughter, um, she'll do one thing at a time and manifesting generator is actually designed to really skip steps. Or be working it on more than one thing at a time, so they're kind of designed to to hop from thing to thing to really have all of the things. They get the idea, they run with it because they have that manifestor side as well. So getting them to connect to the sacral, um, you know, giving giving them some questions of like, would you like to brush your teeth, or would you like to wear a jacket today, um, rather than what do you want to do or what do you want to wear? Giving them examples or having them like yes or no questions is very helpful for sacral in general. um and this really empowers them what what we're here to do as children as parents is to guide them, right? so when you're talking to a sacral authority or somebody with sacral on, okay, he's not sacral authority, but Giving them these yes or no questions empowers them to make their own choices, right? And it empowers them to make choices that excite them and make them happy. So the answer they need, they already know, right? But as children, we have to, as parents, we also have to teach our children that they can make decisions and that there's consequences for their decisions. So saying, do you want to wear a jacket today? And he says no, but it's really cold outside. He's going to have to deal with the consequences of not of choosing to not wear the jacket, right? Um, obviously, again, like I've said, we want to make sure our kids are safe and taken care of and fed, but <laughs> giving them options um, where they they know inside their body what they want to do, okay? And they're going to need help practicing this. So once they've made their decision. Let them know that it's okay for them to skip steps and to do multiple things at once. They may be told in their life, like, choose one thing and, like, stick to this thing. But this isn't always correct for managers. For um, I have a fly bugging me. I don't know why there's still flies in December, but that's for another day. So help them really learn how to trust themselves and learn how to follow their own unique flow, even if no one else understands it, even if you don't understand it, okay? So this attention and lovability piece is going to be next. And you don't need to give quite as much attention to a Gen child as you would a peer generator. My daughter, mom, 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 I want you, I want you, I want you. That's what I hear all the day, all the day long. And I love it. I love that she wants me because I know she's not going to want me forever. But she's definitely, mom, I want you. My son, on the other hand, I can give him something, well, like the phone, you know, but I can give him something or he can do a project and he has more of the independence as a manifestor child would. Both of my nieces are manifestors, very independent, both of them. So knowing these things about your children, you can see how beneficial this is. So make sure they learn to inform you and anyone else that they may affect of what they're going to do. This comes with the manifestor side. Um, make sure that they are letting you know that they're going outside. Make sure they're letting you know they're going to be in this location or they're going to be doing this thing. Um, because despite their manifester independence, they still do need attention and recognition for who they are and what they're doing. Like generator children, they may channel their anger and frustration into getting revenge for not being heard. We've, we've seen kind of, the anger and frustration come out with with him from a young age. Not that he was like super angry or anything, but he did have, you know, a period when we brought Raylan home as a baby where he wasn't feeling seen and heard, you know, as happens in most families. Um, that's not something that I'm worried about or ashamed about that happens when you bring in another child, but he went through some anger. And so for me learning this and kind of in hindsight i didn't know at the time that he was a manager and how he operated best but i'm able to see that that's how the anger was you know being triggered that he wasn't being seen so teaching him uh, as a manifesting generator okay that he has to trust himself he has to listen to his body um i'm going to i'm going to share a little bit about his chart specifically um in a a little bit, but he is very, uh, well-defined. He just has the top two, the crown, um, the head and, and mind open. So I'm teaching him now to trust his body and not his head to stay out of his head, because that's not where, um, that's not where he gets his information. He can very much be, um, easily influenced by other people um, or listening to his head that may not be coming from, it's not, it's not within his design. Okay. So manifesting generator children are born with their sacral turn on, but often have that light dimmed by conditioning. So we have to be very careful about teaching them to trust themselves. So an energy child, a managing child is made to be lit up and excited by the things that they're doing. So keeping their sacral energy active really gives them a chance to learn and trust themselves of like, do I like this thing? Am I doing what I enjoy? Do I want to do this? So like a generator, they should kind of wait to respond to something outside of themselves before acting on a decision. But they should also envision the possible outcomes before they act. So as a parent, it's helpful for you to help them, you know, um, slow down, like, what is your body saying? What do you feel like? Like, especially as I talked about earlier with the emotion center, help them slow down so they can think about what would happen if, if I did this, or what would happen if. It's very important for them to stop and imagine this, to respond in a more effective way. And like a manifestor before they act, it's beneficial for them to inform anyone who may be affected by their actions. So Again, like I'm going to do this, or I'm going to be here, or this is what I feel like I'm going to do kind of thing. Um, it's also very important for many gens um, They need a lot of playtime and exercise to wear that generator out. Um, we've talked about this in previous episodes about generators and many gens that have all of this sacral energy, right? And we need to wear that out during the day. Um with the phone and like the electronic distractions, he's on YouTube and he plays games, you know, it's easy for them to spend too much time sitting still. And if he doesn't tire himself out through the day, it's going to be difficult for him to fall asleep. I actually see this more with my generator than with my manager with Conway. Um, he, he's usually able to go to sleep pretty easy at night because he does a good job. I mean, he's six, he plays all day. Um, so that's usually not a a thing for him, but you may also find that they're unable to stay asleep through the night, like due to all of the built up excess energy that hasn't been released during the day, he might not stay asleep all night. And he does wake up in the middle of the night occasionally and comes to our room. But I, I think that's, external things but making sure he is off the phone he has enough movement and exercise throughout the day is absolutely necessary for us um and because of this energy that manifesting generators and generators have both of my kids and i'll remind you that i'm a projector without that energy (laughs) so they both naturally have so much energy you'll find that they want to participate in many athletic activities, possibly. Um, Mine has not had this yet, actually. And so other children, like, he, let me figure out how to say this. Most Manny Jens would like to do multiple different things. So far, he just wants to play baseball. I am totally okay with that. I also know and understand something about Manny Jens is that they may try something and be done with it and jump to something else. So it's okay for many Jens to be doing many different things at once. But as parents, you have to figure out obviously what you're capable of doing and how you can best keep up because I'm not capable of doing many things at once. <laughs> so keep that in mind. But you know, ask them if they'd like to try a new activity and their sacral says yes, then it's a great idea to try it out. Um, we were doing, this is personal speaking, but we were doing some play days stuff like rodeo stuff. Um, and Conway is ready to go to the next level. He wants to be able to do it by himself without me doing the lead line. And we don't have a horse that is at that same level him and the horse we have now, I I don't trust the horse. I trust him. I don't trust the horse enough to send him out on his own yet. So he decided he was going to sit it out this year. Um, and just my youngest, just Raylan did the lead line, but, um, and I've asked him if he wants to do soccer. He says, no, I asked him if he wants to play um, football. He says, no, he just wants to do baseball. So I'm totally okay with this. I also know that it could shift and change at any moment. So I'm, I'm open for that as well. So we talked about this a minute earlier about manifesting generator. Children can experience this frustration and anger as emotional themes. And when they don't kind of envision their potential experiences or when they don't inform about what they're going to do, they can become angry when things don't work out or very frustrated. And others may also become angry at them. For example, their school teacher might be angry um, if he does something without asking or he needed to get something out of their back. But, like he's, he may not inform of what he's going to do. And the frustration comes most when the people around them are not going as fast as them or if they're trying to slow them down. And actually, one of his things comes um, when he's not fast enough, he gets very frustrated because he actually likes to take his time and he gets very frustrated when he's not fast enough. He feels like he gets kind of left behind. So again, teaching them how to inform and make sure their sacral says yes before they act on things can relieve a lot of their frustration. So um, besides the, the um, crystals that we, we do, We also do essential oils at night Um, and some things that are good for many gens. We do lavender at night. Of course, I always do a mixture. Um, I have a few that are kind of my regular go to's, but the breathe um, like a respiratory type blend that we do RC. Um, I have a link for oils as well, but we do RC and we do lavender at night but he really likes the oils as well. It helps kind of slow him down and calm him down, um, and it's something that I think helps his emotions and and slows him down at night. So, um, in conclusion, to that part, like knowing yourself as a parent is just as important as knowing your child. So, knowing your limitations and knowing your own energetic design. When you become comfortable with who you are, you show up different as a parent. And the most important gift you can give your child is your own full self-actualization. Like let them know we're not perfect. Like I'm learning. I apologize when I when I lose my shit. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like I'm going to work on that. Um, because I was not able to self-actualize and control my own emotions in those moments. So if they see you do it, they're going to believe it's possible for themselves. Like we work on these things together. We grow together. So, you know, learning these things is just, is so much fun and it's so beneficial. So I want to go through his chart just a little bit. These are some things that I'm just going to talk a little bit about his channel. So if you hear them come up for yourself or if they're maybe in your child's design or something like that. These are some things that is just in my experience of what I see in him and what I do to kind of help, um, not mold, but grow, grow him in these areas. So he has five channels turned on as I described earlier, um, in his chart, he's very well-defined. He just has the two very top centers open, um or undefined they're not completely open they're just undefined um and the rest is all defined so he does have two channels from gate 10 and gate 10 is in the g center which we've talked about before it's um kind of the center of self-love and um it's really just the center of love kind of that sense of identity and love of life Really comes out of this gate 10. And so teaching him to really live life to the fullest and how he can honor himself the best is really what I strive to do as a parent for him. So one of um, his channels that comes out of that 10 gate is the 1034, which is the channel of exploration. And he really is a true person of conviction. So there's a selfish piece to this channel in that he will be living his best life Doing what he loves, regardless of other people, regardless of me, regardless of you, regardless of what anyone else thinks or has to say about it, he is going to be living his best life doing the things that he loves. So he's going to have to learn how to listen to his gut. He's going to have to, because this is attached to his sacral, he's going to have to learn to listen to those sacral responses. His happiness is going to really hinge on self approval and not eliciting the approval from other people. So, some things that I do personally, knowing this about him, is like saying things like, You should be proud of yourself. You know, like, What do you think about it? instead of I'm proud of you, or What does so and so think about it, or anything like that. It's really helping him start to understand and elicit this self approval versus approval from me or his dad or his teachers or anyone else for that matter. Um, the other one he has attached to the 10 gate, which both of my kids have lucky me, once I explain this, but um, it is the 1057 channel, which is the channel of survival. So it is attached uh, from the G center. Again, it's that sense of identity and love. And it goes to the splenic center. So for both of my kids, they they just have this channel of survival. They're going to both have to learn to really trust their intuition and know that they're going to be okay no matter what. Um they they have this intuitive intersection with life, like living life on the edge and kind of dancing with danger. Um, so they say that this is kind of the one they're, you know, like cat-like reflexes where they're going to take big leaps and they're going to take, make big, scary choices, but they're always going to be okay. Um, so they say the luckiest seat in the room is the seat next to a 10, a ten fifty seven. So I guess I'm lucky in that both of my kids have that. They're also probably going to put me through a lot of stress as a parent, because they're going to do things that, um, that are going to be scary and they're going to do it anyways. And my my job as a parent is to support them no matter what. Um, but I know that shit's going to be scary, especially as they get older. So jumping off the top of things, you know, both of my kids are fairly fearless when it comes to things like that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, y'all pray for me. He also has um, the channel of money, the 2141 channel. And this excites me for him. <laughs> he is going to have this innate immense capability to make money and i actually see that in him already um i see his his kind of fascination with money again he's 6 years old so i'm trying to cultivate this in him now in a manner that it's not going to take over one one way or the other of his life but he's really designed to live in a material world and He saves money. He likes to have money. He puts it in his wallet. He likes to count his money. Um, He wants to know how much he has and how he can get more. And so this is something that I love about him. And it's just, I I haven't taught him to do this. It's just innate in him. It's, It's what he does. My daughter, on the other hand, also has her little wallet. She knows there's money in there, but can care less about it. So I know that this is in him. And this part is attached to um his his will it's from the throat to the heart center so he really has the willpower here to make things happen um and this connects to that that's this is the manifesting side of him where his heart's desires he's going to make it happen and he's going to operate best with the freedom and autonomy to make money that's in line with his wants and wishes and that's all i hope for him and there's also this tribal side, right. For me to nurture in him that within this channel, they, they also really want to financially look after everyone else. And there's, a an aspect to this channel where it's like, I'm going to work really hard, but I'm also going to provide for my community and make things better on the other side. So I get to kind of, um, nurture both sides of that, of like, you can do whatever you want and you can make lots of money. You can be a millionaire, you know, a billionaire, whatever you want to do, you go do what you want to do. And so that's my job. Um, one of the other ones, which I, I've heard some people are like, I don't like this channel. I don't want this channel. Um, it's the channel of 2838 and it's the channel of struggle. So, of course, it sounds like a scary channel to have, but this is the um, spleen center connected to the root. And really what this means is that he's going to be a champion of individuality. He is always going to stand up and fight for what he knows to be right, regardless of rules or odds against him. So he's really born to kind of be this individual rebel without a cause. okay? But there is much cause here. Because this is empowerment of the individual. He may always be stubborn. (laughs) Like he's going to be stubborn. And it may be, it may feel like to him that it's always just him against the world. He's going to want to do things his way, no matter what. Um, And for him, he's going to have to learn how to kind of pick his battles. And he's going to have to learn how to leave his struggles at the door and not bring them home with him every night. So that is something that we will have to, to learn and work through. But me honoring that he is going to want to do things his way and he is an individual and he's going to stand up for what he wants and what he thinks is right. And that's just who he is. So the other one, the last one we're going to talk about is the 3041. And this is the channel of recognition. So, um, and this one is uh, the 3041 shoot, this is the, um, yeah, the route to his emotions. So for him, this is really this visionary, right? He is a pioneering visionary with a passion to really build a better future in the interest of everyone. So he's able to see what's beyond reality at the moment. And Recognition will become his empowerment. When he when he's seen and heard for the things that he can feel and see in the future, um, this is connected to that emotion. So he's gonna have to learn how to balance his emotions and really ride the highs and lows and really ride the waves of his emotions. And for me, this will be teaching him to find his emotional clarity, to follow his dreams and really detach from expectations and. Those are my goals for him to really teach him about finding clarity within his emotions. Um, And I feel like if he has that and also knows and understands to listen to his spleen, listen to his intuition and follow his gut, I just can't wait to see all the things that he does in life. So that is all I have for you today. It was fun sharing my son with you, um, sharing his profile and his chart and giving you a little insight to my life as a parent to him. (laughs) But if you want to give your kids permission to be more of who they are and less of who they've been told to be, you got to start by knowing your own human design chart and that of your spouse or partner or co-parent and then know your children's human design chart, start looking at them, start seeing, connecting the dots, and then having a proper reading by someone who's trying to read human design charts. Um, There's a ton of free information out there. You can continue to get all the information off of my podcast here. Um, But each human design chart is completely unique. You are, you know, one in 3 billion. So take the time to find a reader or a coach like myself, who can really help you understand the chart and the gates and the symbols and dive deeper into all the different layers and aspects. Um, There's just so much, there's so much in his chart that we didn't even get into his profile or anything like that. Um, There's just so much fun stuff that you can learn about your kids and about yourself and about how to parent them the best to our abilities, right? As we are constantly evolving and learning um, and growing as parents to children in these times. And I don't know about y'all, but being a parent in 2021, 2022, it's just kind of a scary place to be sometimes. So all the tools that we can have, I am glad to share with you and I'm glad to learn. Um, So yeah, get your human design readings, pull your charts, pull your kids' charts, pull your nieces, your nephews, your sisters, your brothers, your parents, start looking at it because it is so much fun to see all the connections and how everyone operates. So, thank you for joining us today on Be By Design. Bye. We'll see you next week Um, and thanks for hopping on this kind of random Thank you for learning and thank you for watching our video. And tell them hit the like, subscribe, do your YouTube thing. Hit the like, subscribe if you don't then you will not see any our videos <laughs> okay, leave us a comment like share it with your friends and get that a, subscribe button and go to www.unspeakable.com this is not an unspeakable commercial now we're going to have to contact unspeakable.com mm-hmm. ok y'all have a great day bye we'll see you next week on be by design bye this is a learn teacher